1: From Andres Bergen, the acclaimed creator of the popular graphic novel Bullet Gal, comes the retelling of the classic Tristan and his Old. Tristan Holt turned things on its head and places our heroes in a 70s pulp world. Queenie rules with an iron fist, and when two of her best men are killed, it's up to her niece Trista to find out what happened. Tristan Holt by Andres Bergen. Available online at IF Comics. That's IF question mark c-o-m-m-i-x issues also available at
0: dollardownloads.com
2: hey greetings good groovers earth people 14 viewers out there in the darkness welcome to canned air rangers
0: this is ordo it's time for another episode of the canned air podcast I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Darkwing Duck, and I'm listening to the Candare Podcast. How about you?
2: Whoa, well, it's Michelangelo here from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original one. Yeah, and you are listening to Candare
3: Podcast. Uh, it happens to be a tribute to comics and pop culture like yours
4: truly.
2: Cowabunga!
0: This is Lord Seth, and we're listening to the Canned Air Podcast.
5: What a, 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 what Podcast, <laughs> Podcast what is what but what Spoon!
0: <laughs> Well, hello out there, everybody. This is Winnie the Pooh. And Tigger, too. And uh, also some guy named Jim Cummings. You're not going to
2: believe this, but you are listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Good job. Keep it up. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory!
6: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 100th episode of Candare. I am Jeremy Colley, and I'm Jack Doherty, and we are going to be spending this episode looking back on the past 100, uh, the 100 episodes that got us to where we are mm-hmm. today.
7: Minus think- the first seven.
6: <laughs> well, no, thirteen. I took the first thirteen oh, down right, yeah. off the internet because they're <laughs>
5: they're bad. But yeah. <laughs> never to I, speak up again. What's that? Never to speak of again. <laughs> what, what was
6: that guest I haven't introduced yet?
4: Oh yeah. Oh, crap.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just go ahead and introduce everybody really quick. <laughs> Joining us all the way from California, we have Jeff Holcomb. Hey, hey. welcome back, Jeffrey. Feel like I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like yeah. you're here, but it feels like you're here. And joining us today from 7robots.com, we have Miguel Guerra and Susie Diaz. Thanks so much for being with us, guys.
1: Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us, yeah. And congrats. Oh, yes. well,
6: thank you so much. You guys uh, were kind enough in our very early episodes to let us uh, look over a few of your books, Super them, Corporate yeah. Heroes and uh, the Earth Dream Anthology. Mm-hmm. So thank you for helping us uh, get on our feet.
1: Well, thank you for reading it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>
6: thanks
1: for reading it. <laughs> it's yeah. all reciprocal.
6: Yes. It was awesome. Great. It was awesome, and hey, they're free. Yeah. But we'll That's get in, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, we're going to be talking about Superman this week in the Retro Roundtable, and throughout the episode, we're going to be uh, looking back on what we've done over the past 100 episodes. We have a tweet out. If anyone out there is uh, thinking of any favorite moments or anything, they can uh, hit us up, and we'll mention it on the show. Of course, by the time anyone's hearing this, it's already gone. But... <laughs> Don't send anything in now. I guess you <laughs> yeah. could, but it's too late now <laughs> if you're hearing this. But if you're on Twitter. Anyway, let's just get right into it with this week's Retro Roundtable. And here we go.
4: I'll be back. <laughs>
6: All right, so. Like I said, we're going to be talking about Superman. And the reason I was thinking Superman is, though he's not the first uh, superhero that there has ever been, he's really the first hero that's paved the way for the, the genre we know today, mm-hmm. as far as superheroes are concerned. Would you guys not agree? I, I would agree. agree. I would agree. Yeah. The yeah. only one that kept going, I think, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Phantom and Dick Tracy and all those kind of yeah. faded away. Or did they?
1: Because they had suits on and he had underwear.
6: There. Yeah, that whole wrestling
1: I think that might be the key.
6: It's the wrestling outfit. Maybe. Or maybe it was sex appeal. That's <laughs> Man of steel, Great. underwear on the outside's hot.
1: That's right.
6: Maybe I'll try that I at work tomorrow. Done. What do you think, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Superman. I don't even know where to start. We have the comics, the movies, cartoons, video games. We shall yeah. not speak of video games. I think so much. Yeah, video games has not been—they uh, have not been kind as of Superman in hmm. the franchise, have they? Movies have and haven't.
7: The I enjoyed the last few, but a lot of people didn't. But the first what five? The original ones. Five. <laughs>
1: it's like Rocky. The first yeah, five.
6: In it. <laughs>
7: yeah,
1: when they hit twenty-seven,
6: it was a little rough. Yeah. Isn't there a new uh, Rocky coming out called uh, what was it? Apollo. Creed. Yeah.
3: Create. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it takes place with the sun or something Apollo creates son and, and dealing with losing his father and everything And all that sort of
7: I hope it wasn't about <laughs> Apollo I'm going to turn you into a
6: great fighter <laughs> <laughs> Oh man But yeah, those movies, the movies were good I thought they've all been pretty good Superman Returns, I can see why people dogged on it But it was still entertaining Yeah I will say after Man of Steel came out and seeing the battle between uh, he and Zod, seeing the original fight with Zod is really hard to swallow. It's so
7: slow. It's like watching uh, New Hope Star Wars, all the TIE fighter fights and the trench run and stuff. All all the ships are banking super slow. Yeah. And Superman's (laughs) flying and just changing direction in the air real slow like that, too.
6: And you can see like the little uh, square around the ship flying (laughs) through space. Yeah. What about you guys? What comes to mind when you think of Superman.
3: The first 13 issues, I think Superman was probably one of the most radical superheroes uh, ever. But I think during World War II, like, it got changed. He, he was changed into something completely different to what the Superman we know today. I mean, the first 13 issues, I managed to snag one of those uh, uh, trade paperbacks just because I said, OK, it's Superman. Let's Let's see what the big deal was. I was I was shocked how radical he was.
6: Really? What really? what about those first 13 were uh, so amazing? Uh, the first
3: one deals with lobbyists. And it really? deals with a lobbyist who's trying to push Congress into war with the South American uh, country. And Superman is very, very crafty. Like, he would—basically, basic, he found out who it was. It was this uh, uh, owner— of, uh, well, there's a dealer. whole bunch of
1: different ones. Yeah, they're really good. He... It's very different. He he fights more. It, it, it's in context with now because we do have shady senators. Yeah. And in, in was it in the very first one? Was... He took the senator by the end of it to make him fess up to all these crimes he was doing. He he picked him up and. No, it was, the, it was the
3: arms dealer.
1: He uh, takes the arms
3: dealer and he, he makes He, like, jumped him dealer. around.
1: You know how in the original he didn't yeah. fly, he would jump around. And he took him, like, to the tops of the buildings to freak no. him out.
3: That was the lobbyist. The lobbyist then squeals. He finds the owner of the uh, arms company, and then he forces the guy to join the military in that South American country. And then the, end of it, the guy's like, yeah, look, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, OK, you can go back. But you never, ever deal in arms again. If, if I catch you, you're coming right back.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting and comparing it to nowadays.
3: It was like, whoa, like this was this was popular with kids back then. And
1: he stopped like a guy beating his wife.
3: Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the whole
3: uh, Prison conditions, mining. Uh, it, was, it was, yeah, it was really radical.
1: Oh, yeah that one no, yeah yeah are you yeah, talking like good. the
6: action comics
3: yeah, yeah.
1: the superman ones
6: Nineteen oh,
3: thirteen action wow. comics they're really great
1: if that. you can read them they're re- you're like wow like this looks this is like someone would write this today
3: i'm like oh okay i can i can get this superman this,
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's kind of yeah. cool it's not a character that relies uh you know 90 percent on brawn you know he's yeah. not punching his way through every
1: situation
6: it yeah. sounds like yeah
1: Well, he does, (laughs) but he, it's interesting who he goes after.
3: Yeah, Yeah. but it was, it was, uh, but then you keep in mind, it was the 1930s, you know, there's a crash in 29, and people were livid, like, people were not happy, so it's like, we're kind of, I guess, slightly back there again. Yeah. It was interesting. It was just, to to me, it was like, whoa, and then you can kind of see where the 1940s and 50s just changed them to what we have now, you know? So that's what comes to mind now when I think of Superman. It's like there's two or three different Superman type things going on in the 1930s. is very intriguing,
6: you know. That's uh, that's really is intriguing. Yeah, I, is. I, I want to read those. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, like yeah. I've never yeah, I didn't either.
3: Sure. I just thought, okay.
6: Yeah, I've never read a whole lot of Superman comics mm-hmm. to be honest. Not that I haven't read any, but uh, I'm definitely not a Superman aficionado. Yeah. Well, neither am I. I just.
7: We like reading
1: the old stuff, yeah, to see how where it came now, where it is now.
6: Yeah, that's very interesting. Now it's all aliens and stuff that he's
7: always
1: (laughs) fighting. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
6: instead of like real world problems. Yeah, I want to see him punch a politician across the room. You know, wouldn't that be? Wouldn't
1: that be something?
6: Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd, be that'd be something to see. Now he's just like
3: the intergalactic bouncer, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you must leave Earth. You didn't. Oh,
6: gotta leave. That's good. I like that. The intergalactic <laughs> bouncer. What about you, Jeff?
4: Mm, I can think of
5: base. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Like, it's hard I don't When I was little I actually didn't like Anything for Superman Until I watched the TV show <laughs> Then I got interested Which Are you talking
6: about the, Like the animated series Or Lois and Clark Smallville
5: uh, The animated series I didn't like Smallville Yeah neither did I uh, It was alright yeah, Was it
7: I I kind of I enjoyed it It was the teenage drama TV show so Everybody was too pretty uh, Lana Lang I think Is really <laughs> The reason why I <laughs> watched that show <laughs>
6: Yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. These many this many pretty people aren't coming from uh, Kansas, you know. Right.
4: <laughs> Nothing against
6: the people in Kansas listening, I and mean, I'm sure you're all very beautiful, but uh I mean, this is this is above and beyond. What about you? Oh. Uh, what do I remember about Superman? Mostly just the
7: Christopher Reeve movies.
6: Yeah. They were good. I always the laughable moment. I mean, now there are many laughable moments, and but uh, when His pod first crashes on Earth And that boy's like hanging around the pod Smiling naked kid. (laughs) 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 It's like dicks right there Like come on I don't want to see that Uh, Oh man
7: I remember what was it the second one where he decided He wanted to become human and then he got the piss Beat out of him and then he realized after I don't remember Yeah he ended up going into the Superman lair And ended up Going into this thing and they they took His power went away Really? And then, yeah, he tried being normal, and then uh, he was at a bar or a cafe or something like that, and got the shit beat out of him, and then realized that he needed to be strong. <laughs> I don't like being beat up. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was great, because then he went back to the bar later when he got the power. his
3: powers back, and he roughed up the guy that roughed him up. That's right. Did The weightlifting uh, yeah, you, you, you. symbol. I, I remember that. that was Sorry.
7: (laughs) (laughs) I know later on in the movies they started running out of stuff because there was, I don't know if it was for the war or for the the quest for peace or something like that. Boy, getting into those later ones, I don't remember. Yeah, it was on TV not too long ago and he went in and rounded up all the nuclear weapons, put them in a big net, flew out to outer space and then just threw them into the sun. And then Lex Luthor, was it Lex Luthor? He ended up Getting Superman's DNA or something like that from a hair. Yeah, there was a hair in a museum that he took, but it was just a strand of his hair holding up this weight. Whoa. And he ended up taking his DNA and making some new, some new guy. I ended up falling asleep, so I didn't want to. I didn't finish it.
1: (laughs) But what happened to the hair?
6: We gotta know, Jack.
1: Come on. Oh man. That sounds like a whole cartoon on, like, Superman's nose hair or something like that.
6: Right. (laughs) I think that's what it was. Wow. I remember uh, in one of the animated series episodes, his the key to get into the. Fortress of Solitude, maybe it wasn't the animated series, it That's was one it was of the called. animated movies. Yeah, it was. The key was like, uh, what five tons, mm. and so he could only pick it up. He like had it under a doormat or something <laughs> outside the front door. Of this yeah, why <laughs> you need a doormat at this uh, Fortress yeah. of Solitude? Who the hell's coming in?
5: <laughs>
6: I mean, like those movies feet. were good.
5: What's that? Those movies were good, the animated ones yeah they were the uh, the
6: Doomsday when Superman was really good it was based off the Death and Resurrection mm. comics
5: mm-hmm. or the uh, All-Star was really good too what happened in that I don't remember Um, he absorbed too much radiation from the sun because he had to fly into it or around it or something like that for some astronauts to save them and uh, he ended up boosting his power level like crazy and they found out that it was like cancerous to him so he was slowly dying so he ended up giving Lois like this potion where she'd become uh, almost like Superman for like a day and then just went around town and then he said his goodbyes at the end. It was really, it was kind of sad, but you knew what was going to happen later on. Oh, sure. Yeah, it was just, it, it was really, it was really good. I actually have that somewhere.
6: Lois, now that you're really strong, there's some politicians.
5: <laughs>
7: <laughs> what about Superman and what was it, Flashpoint Paradox? Oh, just yeah. just a, a little alien... That, well, not a little alien, but a little skinny, scrawny guy that the government kept underground in hiding. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. They kept him in solitude, and Flash was it Flash or Batman that let him loose? Uh, Flash let him loose. Yeah, and he came outside and ended up feeling the sun, and really he got all strong. Yeah, it was crazy just seeing that that
5: alternate reality part of it. Wow. Yeah, it was? What if? Uh, 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 oh my gosh! <laughs> what if they didn't find him as a baby? <laughs> Yeah, government came across them first. That's that's what it was. Yeah, damn government. (laughs) Why, politicians?
7: (laughs) Always back to those politicians. They're like, I have a feeling this guy's gonna come and slap me or hang me from a building. We gotta
6: keep him in solitude. (laughs) Oh man, I I'd say uh, though the video games, at least for me, the video games weren't that great. Hmm. Some of them left an impression on me, like the Superman Returns game. The game itself was horrible, but you got to fly around all over the place at, like, supersonic speeds, and I would just turn the game on to do that. That in itself was fun, seeing how close you could loop down to the streets and stuff like that. Practice maneuverability. Yeah, practicing for nothing that's ever going to (laughs) happen, but practicing
4: nonetheless.
6: (laughs) What they need to do is make a Superman game like they have the uh, Arkham Asylum... Games for Batman. Didn't they say they were going to try to? There was some like rumor that. of it, but nothing official. I mm. think we had seen like concept drawings or something that people were assuming were from that, but it could oh, have also been from was, a yeah. movie. Um, I think it'd be hard to do. I mean, it, these Batman games are pretty contained, you know, to the city. Where Superman, you'd have to, <laughs> you'd have to have a lot of room to fly around. You well, know? Batman, you have all your gadgets pretty much, so
7: yeah, that makes everything. I mean, if he didn't have that, you'd just be a guy in tights running around.
6: I'm yeah, going. but I mean, making a Superman game where the uh, your sandbox is only as big as they've given us in those Batman games wouldn't work out too well. I mean, by the time you take off and start flying, you're already at
7: your up, destination. Up, up, Turn around. All right, we're here.
6: Invisible <laughs> <there's a> wall. <laughs> right.
3: um, unless they started it out like that one uh, story you mentioned where he's weak first and then you start it slowly. Ah,
6: start to ah, there yeah. you go. You have to build him back up like he's escaping yeah. from the government. That would make okay. more sense since. Yeah. If he was
7: weak, then he could get hurt because it really makes no sense in the games that Superman would die from getting beat up all the
6: time. Yeah. 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 The 64 game, especially. Like, after you got through that bullshit flying test at the very beginning, which was nearly impossible, but I did it. I I tell you, I did it. You have to uh, go into one of Lex Luthor's labs and uh, destroy some robots he's making or something. But there's all these, like, lab assistants and robots around that just mess you up so bad. I was like, this isn't Superman. I should be able to just fly straight through all the walls, right to where I need to go. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing?
1: Through the whole thing.
6: Right.
7: Through the assistance. Everything. holes through the (laughs) assistance. What
1: do
7: you guys think about when they changed his uniform to just to be
6: the big blue suit instead of having
7: the the bros?
4: (sighs) Mm, That was just
7: silly. I I I will
6: say I like it better than the t-shirt and jeans. I... uh, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. The weekend garage working Superman. <laughs> yeah. Working on my firebird, but yeah, well, I can help you out What's up?
7: <laughs> I was so oh, mad when I first good. saw the, the first pictures of Henry Cavill as Superman just wearing the all blue. Mm-hmm. I was like, man. But then watching the movie, Bazad and them, they're all in their unitard
6: suits, too. It, it a almost more- accents his junk, though, not having yeah. the briefs. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it does. It does. That yeah. was probably on purpose. Exactly. Oh,
3: right.
1: right. It's yeah. got- the longest
6: out of everything to design yeah. on the suit. want to make sure you looked at
4: that. Yeah.
1: All
6: right. We want people to wonder if he has a banana in his pocket or if he's actually happy <laughs> to see them. Like the Vulcan or Batman. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: an alternate ending.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Special features.
1: That's right.
3: It's It's one of those things, I guess. It's really hard to redesign something that's been with us for 75 years. I mean, they kind of gradually did it with Batman, um, but they tried it with Wonder Woman, and people went nuts. I mean, they gave her (laughs) pants. Yeah. Everyone went crazy. It was like, you know, what are you doing? And then with Superman, they take away his underwear, Everybody gets upset. It's
4: upset, like, right?
6: <laughs> you know, the kind of the same effect happened when the Michael Bay Turtles movie came out because he, you know, they took on a whole new look. You know, each of them were customized to their personality, which at first was really, really upsetting. But you know, if you're trying to make this thing real, I can't imagine these dudes are going to be just wearing their belts and uh, their single color and a bandana. Of course, you know, they want to be up there with the people. Of course, they're going to try to dress and act like it right. and stuff.
5: But anyway. Yeah. Let's not get onto the turtles. Well,
4: <laughs> you know.
5: I thought you guys were talking about the other blue suit when he died and came back. I don't remember that suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died. Doomsday killed him, and then he came back with like this futuristic. What the hell was that? Cortana.
4: <laughs> oh, Jeez. He
3: yeah. uh, had that electric thing going on where he. Yeah. Hitting, and sometimes he was black and and white, and he had this really sort of like crazy. He was like a, a mood oh, version. Yeah. I
5: remember oh, that. I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was silly to me. This new one's not too bad.
6: I oh. remember uh, in the animated series, there was an episode where Lois somehow got zapped to an alternate reality where Lex Luthor was either president or just like mayor of the city or something, but Superman was his uh, lapdog, you know, and he did everything he said, and he had like a whole army, and he had this black suit. It was pretty much what he wore now, just all black, with a, he still had like a red shield on his chest, but it wasn't the uh, S; it was the L for Luther. You know, mm. no cape, and he looked uh, he looked wicked. He had these big like bags under his eyes, real dark, mean looking son of a bitch. Goth Superman. <laughs>
4: Goth Superman. <laughs>
6: <laughs> listening to the Cure yeah. on the weekend, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Hair swept to the right. <laughs> Dashboard confessional, Superman. <laughs> A
5: vindicated song playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on
6: Superman before we move on? Superman. Uh, other than Super Friends, no. <laughs>
1: oh,
6: Super Friends. Super Friends. <laughs>
3: Super Friends.
4: I never yeah.
6: got into the Super Friends. No, oh, I did. I watched that religiously every, religious every you? Saturday. Yeah, I watched it, but I mean, it wasn't my uh, bread and butter. You know, it's not where I was. I wasn't waiting for that one every week. <laughs> the, <laughs> the
1: old the old ones. <laughs> I love the sound effects. Yeah,
6: yes. <laughs> We'll they were the
1: same for every cartoon, but yeah.
6: like the They're flying cool. sound effect. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no, I was just... A, I love sound effects yeah. and, like, those old Hanna-Barbera and those old Super Friends and obviously <laughs> Spider-Man, too. Like, they were fantastic. Yeah.
3: I, I think Spider-Man, what made Spider-Man was the... Um, uh, it's theme song. Of
1: course. I think oh, it's what
3: yeah, for sure. It just... But what's really funny, if you ever watch Rocket uh, Robin Hood...
1: Oh, my God! <laughs> Robin Hood. And what you watch
3: you Spider-Man, heard they, of I don't know if you ever heard of it, but no. it was a same company that did... The old Spider-Man cartoon, so you could see, like, the exact same backgrounds
4: yeah,
6: and
3: Spider-Man. monsters. Was,
6: yeah. What? Oh, are you kidding me?
3: Yeah, look up, Rocket, Robin Hood.
0: I can't believe yeah. it.
3: Yeah. I, re- yeah, I remember that. That was uh, pretty traumatic when I saw that. I was like, what? That's, <laughs> That's the exact <laughs> same backgrounds from Spider-Man. Yeah.
6: It was like in Hanna-Barbera, like in the Flintstones, like when they'd go running in a direction, you see the same houses and uh, oh, yeah. trees <laughs> and shit looping behind yeah. them. It's, Same. you know, speaking of sound effects, whenever we take a day off, he, uh, we play the Superman, the old 1940 Superman radio show, and the sound right. effect Oops. they have in there for his flying is that, like, <gasps> like a blizzard outside your front door kind of sound. It's so overpowering for the <laughs> yes. rest of the recording, too. I, I cut some of them out when I put these episodes together, because there's so
7: many of them. It's like, oh, my God. Wow. But <laughs> Superman's <laughs> coming. It sounds like a hurricane.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's from Kansas. Oh, well,
6: hey, there you go. <laughs> no. I'm just mimicking the sound. <laughs> All right. Well, that was, that, was a, that was a lot of fun. I learned stuff about Superman on the 100th episode. There you go. Oh. So there thank you, go. guys. <clears throat> All right. Before we move into our uh, comic discussion, uh, as part of our episodes uh, looking back I need to stop and pay tribute to a man who we used to, uh, used to be part of this show for about mm. the first 20-30 episodes was Something it? Something like that Yeah and uh, we did a little segment called Ask Dave and he was my neighbor at uh, my old residence and uh, he's since moved on as well but sitting and talking with this guy he's, he's a great buddy of mine and sitting and talking with him sometimes can be very entertaining. He's got different <laughs> different views on things and so I had to get a microphone in front of him so, uh, yeah, we, I think we recorded a total of 50 of those. Was it? Yeah. So, um, as we're wrapping up the last 100 episodes and moving on with the next 100, <laughs> for the last time, we're going to be playing uh, three classic Ask Dave episodes. So, without further ado...
7: Once again, it's time for Ask
5: Dave.
6: If you were stranded on a tropical island and could have any one item of your choice... What would it be, and why?
2: A boat.
1: <laughs> I want a boat, so I'm going, to,
2: I'm going to paddle that motherfucker out to the water. I'll be like on the castaway when he floated out there not big... Ah, ah. Then you wonder if you're going to get fucking ran over by the propellers, get sucked in by the draft... The wake. Be chopped <laughs> up. This has been Ask Dave. If you have a question that you would like to ask Dave, send them to cannedairpodcast at gmail.com or tweet them to candarepod. Thank you, bitches.
6: Alright, so that was our first Ask Dave. That's gotta be one of the best episodes. That was the very first one that we ever played. Was it really? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, because it was so classic with his answer. And it's got to be the best answer
7: I've yeah. ever heard to that question. <laughs> a boat.
6: Yeah. I, I would never think of that. No, a fan. <laughs> <laughs> a TV. A beer. Refrigerator. <laughs> a boat. A boat. Perfect answer. <laughs> Way to go, Dave. All right. So with that, let's just move into talking about some comics this week. And since we got Jeff here, do you want to go first this
5: week? Uh, oh, sure. Yes,
6: all right, let's hear the title of your, uh, your book, Jeff.
5: <laughs> Jeff was broke.
6: That's <laughs>
5: an image like release, a right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. The whole time, or this whole move and everything, I was not prepared to have anything for a while. So I don't got a thing. I'm back for nothing. So I gotta, uh, I'm adding it to the list of stuff I'm going to be sending you. <laughs>
6: okay. Well, I just won some money, so that's great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward. Uh, would, oh. Who would like to go first? Or I can go first. Go ahead. All right. I picked right. up the first issue of uh, Star Wars Shattered Empire. I read some of the Darth Vader. Issues when they start coming out, when Marvel start doing their Star Wars run, and yeah. they were really good. But I was just uh, following too many things at at that time, and yeah. my wallet couldn't take on the extra burden, you know. So now that a few of my other series have ended, I decided to get into this. And what Shattered Empire is is it starts during the uh, final bite, or excuse me, the final fight in Return wow. of the Jedi, the attack on the Death Star. Pretty much what happens is. Uh, After the Death Star is blown up, you know, everyone goes down to Endor for their big celebration. They they party. Yes. And there are two in particular characters uh, that a guy and a girl, both like uh, fighter pilots who meet up on Endor there and have a romantic evening together. They're they're past loves and they are uh, the parents of what it looks to be Poe Dameron. Hmm. So this this book's kind of paving the way from the end of Jedi into the next movie. Yeah, pretty much what happens, they celebrate on Endor and they discover, hey, on the back side of, the, of uh, this moon over here, there's an uh, Empire base. <laughs> there's a nice hotel yeah. laying <laughs> on. Let's go over there <laughs> and lay up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> But no, there's a there's an Imperial base uh, on the back side of the planet that, you know, since the planet has made its rotation, since communications are down, they don't know what's going on. They don't realize the Empire has fallen. So the Rebels make one last-ditch strike. You know, we got to go take out this last base to truly put an end to this. And they get there, and they do succeed in taking the base, but they get a lot of data in the comic, ends. they steal a lot of data from the base after it's taken. Mm-hmm. And uh, Han Solo comes out and says, yeah, this isn't over yet. So, I don't know what that means yet. They didn't have issue two and three. It was clear sold out. So, shame on me for waiting so long. It was like, it's all true.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all of it.
6: What? We keep asking what's true. <laughs> all of it. But, yeah, that's my uh, offering. Star Wars Shattered Empire issue one. I forgot those are out from... A couple weekends ago we heard about it. Yeah, and they're getting snagged up quick. I got this Correct. one in issue four, and so I'm going to have to wait for either the movie about be out before you read them probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> the trade or the uh, second printings, whatever yeah. comes first. Who would like to go next?
3: Uh, well, I haven't I haven't had much time to read new stuff, but I've been sort of delving into more of the European comic side, particularly Mobius. Um, really? never heard of. Uh, Yeah, Mobius, uh, who passed away a few years back he's um, well, he's known as Gene Rod I'm probably butchering his no, last name No he's
1: known it's as Movius. He's known as Movius Gene Rod
3: he uh, he basically um, I don't know if you saw the documentary with um, the Dune documentary with Alejandro Jodorowsky
7: We heard about that from like a Oh three. you got to watch it you got to watch it Oh it's
1: it's It's, not that you have to watch it because it's fantastic but you have to watch it because Schrodowski's way of explaining things is is so funny awesome everything from his His hair to his accent to the way he says things I was just laughing through the whole thing
3: he put together this team and like if you're into heavy metal magazine or any any European comics Mobius is like you know it's like hand in hand but he put together this team of Mobius Geiger
1: in
3: the 70s in the 70s and it was going to be this really awesome, tri- trippy film. I mean, you hear him pitching it, and he says, yeah, you know, I'm sitting there with the, the guy who would later on go to produce Star Wars, and he says, you know, I want to make a film that's 16 hours long.
4: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Like, no. <laughs>
1: He he even got, like, Dolly to agree to be the The emperor, emperor Emperor. Harkonnen or whatever. He got
3: Nick Jagger to agree to be Yeah, he got everyone
1: to agree to it. Then he goes to Hollywood, and it's like as if they're going to finance this movie. It was
3: so (laughs) It was ludicrous. But <laughs> so the storyboards great. from it yeah. and the team that grew out of it. I mean, Mobius went on to, I think he went on to, well, he went on to work on Tron. So the whole look of Tron is because of him and quite a few other f- science fiction films. Like the look of science fiction is thanks to that team. You know, Geiger went off to work on Alien, Alien right. and whatnot. Oh, okay. So have been very, very much delving into the in-call and a lot of the other sort of stuff that Mobius uh, his his uh, comics and stuff which are really trippy they're like interesting just very interesting very different so that's sort of him not necessarily a comic but a particular well, French
1: comic right yeah.
3: yeah and it's pretty crazy
6: you know, that's crazy! Really that's, freaking cool! I don't know how I've never. Well, I'm not French, so that's probably how well, I've never heard of it. When we well, talk to the well, Think Like
3: production guys, for
1: Blueberry is his cowboy character. That's yeah. That he's on actually,
3: Floyd. he was very popular in the '70s through heavy. Actually, it was him and a few of the other guys that created Metallica, which later on became heavy metal in oh. America. But well, what happened was.
1: In the 90s. And back
3: to Ninja Turtles because Kevin Eastman, Eastman ended up buying it later. Who
1: I worked for? Yeah, for a there while. you go. Full
3: Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I, I worked as a translator and I had a few stories in heavy metal. We
1: published in heavy metal. Yeah,
3: three
6: uh, times. I've so. got that written in my in my questions to ask you here, but I didn't yeah. know Kevin Eastman. Uh, yeah, he
1: owns, he's he owned it for a while now.
6: Yeah.
4: Something yeah. Done. Yeah.
6: So, so educated um, today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, but apparently, the company that owned the rights to a lot of Mobius' stuff went under So in the States, so a lot of the new stuff that he has just didn't make it to the American chores for a while, just because of a silly thing as, as a contract. Same thing happened to Black Sad as well, too. It, it was uh, with iBook. Black Sad was another European comic, but now it's pretty popular. Dark Horse publishes it.
1: Do you know Black Sad? No, oh, we're getting off topic.
3: Well, anyway...
1: No, you're so right different ahead. Yeah. You know what, because a lot of the art is really good, so yeah. Miguel will look at a lot of things to
4: yeah get like, his
1: little brain going with different yeah. art styles and things.
3: There's a Spanish team that does, they do this comic called Black Sad, and it's like a detective story set in New York, and it's done in this really crazy watercolor, um, animated Walt Disney
1: style. The, the, the guys who did it work for Disney... So it has a really nice look to it—a very animated sort of. You, you know, you can almost tell. Oh, okay, someone from Disney did these, but they did it like a kind of Humphrey Bogart hard detective. Wow. And it's a really good story and really great art. Yeah. And very familiar art too, because you're used to sort of that Disney style, but just they color it in that dark
3: and everybody's sort of an way. animal.
1: Yeah, and there's everybody's it's not really, like they're yeah, different animals. Neat. It's, it's really neat. well done.
6: That sounds so, awesome. Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. really good, and they're beautiful to look at. And you know, you get the plus of a good story. <laughs> yeah,
6: right. Yeah. That's intriguing. I've never even heard of that. Mm-mm.
3: Yeah, awesome. it's like published
1: that.
4: Through,
3: uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse has like the collect the collected uh, versions. You know, Dark Horse has actually been publishing a lot of really good European
6: stuff. Yeah, I like Dark Horse. Not that I have a lot of stuff, but everything I have gotten from them mm-hmm. has been pretty good. That's awesome. See, and you guys almost weren't going to do the comic roundtable. Now we <laughs> now we learned something. <laughs>
3: But when you said one book, I was like, oh, I never sort of stayed at one book. Oh,
6: well, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm (laughs) talking about. (laughs) Do whatever you want to do. I promise it'll be good. I think that leaves Jackery. Yes. On the topic of
7: Superman, I got the, well, I've had for a while, the Superman versus Zod. The graphic oh, novel I, that we got for free a while ago. Oh my god, I almost read the Did other
6: you, free one we got on that day, yeah.
7: But uh, I didn't read the whole thing, because I, I read the first comic that was in it, and it was a very early one. I have to look at that, see when this one was made. Uh, an action
6: was, comic, or just an early Superman?
7: Well, early action comic, Superman action okay. comic, number 238 from 1961, called Superboy The Phantom Superboy. Okay. Uh, Pretty much starts out with Superboy Standing there, trying as a ghost Trying to stop A robot Clark Kent from Showing that he's Superman by lifting a truck And then it flashes back to Way before that happened It's so funny in the writing because Every text bubble, chat bubble That they talk, they're Explaining in great detail exactly what's happening. It was kind of funny the whole time reading it.
6: Like stating the obvious, like what's right in front of you. That guy's picking up a... That guy's (laughs) holding up a group. I better do something. (laughs) Well, no kidding. (laughs) But
7: it's funny because it had nothing really to do with Zod much more. It was more just the Phantom Zone that all of a sudden this box showed up out of nowhere that a bunch of archaeologists undug. And it had a bunch of weapons, and Superboy was really the only one that could open it. He just gave it a good karate chop and sliced the top of it off. And there was three different weapons that he found in there. And one of them was a, I can't remember, it was like a light that you'd push the black button, and anything that the light shined on would send you to the Phantom Zone. So he accidentally sent himself. But (laughs) everything round up at the end, it was kind of funny, because I'm sitting there reading it, and by the time it got to the end, I was like, how did I not see this coming? Because he's at uh, Dad Kent, as he's referred to, not, what was his, dad, his dad's name? Oh, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, yeah. They, they referred to him as Dad Kent. Really? He owned a general store, and Lana Lang came over to pick up some, uh, what was it, like baking sheets or something like that, I think it was. And meanwhile, Clark's playing with this brand new, newfangled uh, electric typewriter.
6: <laughs> and State of there, the art
7: Yeah, he's sitting there showing Lana how to use it And he's like, yeah, it's run by electricity You just press really lightly on the keys and it works And she's like, well, with electricity Your mind is actually like electric impulses So if you think hard enough Like if you had super thinking You could probably make the keys work Maybe Superman could do that So it goes on to the story Where Superman ends up sending himself into the phantom zone Where he's just a ghost pretty much He's trying to Get Dad Kent to realize that he's there, and there's a whole bunch of robberies going on. And he thinks, "Well, you know what? I might be able to type on that typewriter by thinking." And it just there's just the loop from the very beginning to the end of the story, and that's how he ended up getting
6: oh. Jonathan
7: back to where the the thing I was see. to turn on the power to reverse it to get him back. No, the whole robot Clark Kent was what well, the Superboy was gone for a while, and Clark, of course, was gone, and his parents were like, "Well." we'll just use this robot Clark so no one gets the wiser to think that he's gone. <laughs> like they just had some robot. We all have
6: robot versions uh, yeah. of ourselves just lying around. It was funny. But, can't make it to your wedding but... but Yeah, the, the whole robot guy.
7: electricity part in the beginning and then it comes right back to that at the end. I was like, man, I can't believe that came around that way. So he would just think and the typewriter back there would start typing. Yeah, to think real hard. Luckily, the power, it was plugged in and the power was still left on it from all this time.
4: <laughs> so yeah,
7: there's about five different Five different issues in that book, and it I don't it must have been the, maybe the writing, but it seemed like a really long issue, so I just stopped at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though,
1: it's the old ones, so they do it's they don't need to describe what's going on in the panel because it's there in the panel, but right. a lot of them just didn't oh, write man. like that. They had huge, huge dialogue bubbles, yeah, and it's, right. it's funny
3: half the panels just text.
4: No, mm-hmm. so it's
1: true, it's true and all the, It's like even the old Spider-Man, everything yeah. was like, yeah he's <laughs> Oh, yeah his, he's... <laughs> I
4: really
6: enjoyed <laughs> when they did that in Marvel, bit. though I'm sorry, I was talking right over you, go ahead
1: No, no, I was just laughing
4: Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, very that's... good, very good, Superman versus Zod That was a free one, too, so Yeah I got the same one over there on the shelf. <laughs> You're damn lucky I didn't read the same book. <laughs> we could have split stories. There you go. Okay, well, with that, let's just play another episode of Ask Dave really sure, quick. Throw it in there. All right, here we go.
7: Shut the hell up and turn the shit up. It's Ask Dave.
6: If you could be any animal, what would it be?
2: just one mm-hmm. I think I'd want to be uh, a condor a condor why is that well, aren't no. they endangered? Oh yeah yeah but you could fly for and be so high you know really who's your Who's gonna be your uh, enemy but like if you're on the ground you can get eat some bad meat or be attacked <laughs> by another animal. <laughs> So it's best not to be on the ground, because you, know, you, know, you know they get packs. of animals that can kill you. So if there's danger, you just fly the hell away. That's right. You can take off. There you go. Well, and then you got these, you know, there you got them talons. Who's uh, gonna fuck with you? Um. You can Not, get... not much of anything. You can scoop down and get your rabbit, or be um, right back up in the air with it. Yep. Yeah, just pick it, pick it, pick it apart. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's the only thing that sucks about being a bird is you have to regurgitate your food. I don't want to really do that.
6: <laughs> the little things like that I don't think about. <laughs> this has been asked
2: Dave. If you have a question for Dave, go to CampAirPodcast.com and send him a question. Remember, when in doubt, just ask Dave.
6: All right, and that was another classic Ask Dave. <laughs> Regurgitate your food. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
6: pick, pick,
7: fly up, oh, pick it apart. Up, up. You got them talons. Yep.
1: Who the fuck's gonna fuck with you?
6: <laughs> you don't want to be on the ground. Yeah. Classic. Maybe we should get him back to do more <laughs> I ran out of stuff to ask him honestly. David. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a funny guy. Maybe down the road we will. We'll sneak a few uh, new ones in there somewhere. All right. Well, with that, let's just turn our attention right over to you, Miguel and Susie, and talk about uh, everything you got going on over at 7robots.com. Thanks again for being with us.
3: Thank you to ha- for having us. Yeah. it feels like here this has
6: yeah. been a long time coming. But yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, you know, we've been waiting and waiting oh. and preparing oh. and. It's just such a relief now to speak with you and (laughs) fantastic.
6: Uh, well, well, yeah, that we, we have that
7: effect on people. Well. It's <laughs> such a long list to get on the show. People yeah. are just...
1: <laughs> I know. The, it was, like, ridiculous. I think my number came up. It was like being at a deli, and it was, woo, party. <laughs> Fantastic.
6: We kind of do it like the Joker. We have so many people who uh, want to be on the show. If we have two people who want to be on the same week, you know, we'll just drop a pool stick in the middle of the room and be like, <laughs> make it quick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, because it (laughs) did. But you have to play the music from Star Trek with James T. Kirk. Oh, yeah. You have to play that.
1: That's
3: kind of folk-ish. It's good. No, no, no. And then he would, like, do that
6: flying jump kick. Loved it. Oh, Oh, wow. All right. So, guys, tell us all about 17robots.com and, I mean, how what led you guys to create seven robots.com
3: oh wow okay well uh, well we started out as Iberian Press we, we had our first book called uh, Samurai Elf and then eventually we, it just sort of mutated that we wanted something a little bit more solid uh, like just not solid uh, I would say a, a, a a decent company name i guess and, <laughs> <laughs> and we we uh we created seven and samurai elf is under that label now we also want to create something where it would it would um have stories with sort of like something to them you know like uh like super corporate heroes oh, even yes, fun, love something. To,
4: yeah
1: we we did it so we can publish what we want to publish
4: yeah and you
1: know we got we we've gotten short stories and different things and Miguel's done illustrations for uh, covers and indie artists and things, but we wanted something that we could both get published but also not have edited.
6: <laughs> oh yeah, okay.
1: And sometimes uh, it comes out that you're you're accepted, but then they want to change it all around. Yeah. I so we just thought, we'll do our own thing.
6: We
3: won't have the politicians being beaten up. Come on.
1: Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pencil that in for yeah.
6: something.
1: Yeah. Lois yeah. Lane, Ghost, Phantom, Beats mm-hmm. so, yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah. There you go.
6: That's sure. if ratings start to slip. We need to pull in our aim game. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so,
1: Yeah. So we we that, that's basically what it was like many many you know indies out there we but we have this thing where we just if we have a story idea we write it out we just have so if we're writing it and doing it anyways we you might just as well to put through. it out there yeah very true. So sit still like we know people who want to do it but they they need to have someone write something and give it to them or like yeah. we'll just do it anyways I'm always jotting things down and writing stuff Miguel's constantly sketching and drawing so you know we do it anyways it's yeah. almost like they, the stories need to get out there right so,
6: so do you uh, bring in uh, outside artists onto the label as well
1: we, we the first thing not with our stuff but the first collaboration we had was with Earth Dream yeah and yes, that was there's nice. just so many fabulous people we've met. Yeah. Who are uber talented and um we're like, you know, we gotta do something together. So yeah. we just decided to um get people to do short stories and then have it out there for free. And a friend of ours too, Jerome, like one of the people that's involved yeah, in Jerome Walford oh, yeah. from Forward Comics and he does Nowhere Man. He uh he's gonna start one next year too. Yeah, so on. it's neat. I love this indie thing going on where you just start creating groups and and you know publish get your stuff out there yeah because if you know if it's hard it's so hard to get published that right. when you do it's not it's not like you get hired to continuously work on yeah. something so as you're doing one thing which might be small you can do your own stuff as well that's it's, awesome yeah it's a good network
3: yeah. so that's basically it through and earth dream started out more as a as a Environmental awareness, but we're sort of gearing it more to like more science fiction, and um, that's what we're hoping—sci-fi sci-fi fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy, but with a little something to it, you know.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed volume two. I haven't read all of it. I got to read your guys's entry and. You know, Jerome Walford, attention grabber, right yeah. there, too.
1: His art is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's great.
3: Yeah. And the,
1: Jacques is Jacques Niep. And oh, yeah. I just slipped my mind. who the And uh, ah. Lee Walls. Thank you. Yeah. Don't His worry. work is brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's so, I'm like, wow, we get to put this in. This is fantastic. Yeah.
6: Yes, and yeah, I didn't mean to exclude anyone else Everyone in this uh, book does fantastic work Those were just, that was one that grabbed my eye We've had Jerome on the show And uh, we're mm-hmm. big fans of Nowhere, man So uh, yeah. great, And great Raimundo
1: Grafico, he's out of uh, Spain
6: Yeah
3: Say it again?
1: Yeah.
6: Raimundo Raimono. Oh,
4: okay Raymono, Yeah
1: Which is Monkey King in, in Spanish yeah. He has like <laughs> black and white <laughs> Yeah uh, Like Viking story
4: Oh, okay. And Dean
1: is fantastic. Always. Yeah. She always has, like, a funny spin on everything. So, yeah, it's a fun group of people. And, you know, you get a range of art styles and stories and levels, so.
6: Very cool. And you guys <laughs> offer that for free, too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's our second volume. We do it every year. And, well, you know, it, d- unless... Like, people who want to get involved, they can just contact us via Facebook or our website, 7 com, and we can, um, you know, we're happy to publish it. But it's free, so, you know, we don't pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <so> <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> we get asked the confused things sometimes. Do you pay for well, free? So not really, Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, It's a labor
6: yeah. of
3: love. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's flavor.
3: But it's also to, to help artists get exposure, too. Yeah. I think that a lot of it has to do with exposure. A lot of artists, you know, uh, the most they get is from Facebook uh, or Twitter. Like
1: things on Facebook, people. Yeah. It means a lot.
3: <laughs> that, that poor guy toiling away.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah.
1: I don't know if this is for everybody. My experience a lot on Facebook is I'll post something I'm doing work wise, I'll get a few likes. I'll post, like, a picture of something, me and my kids or something, a gajillion likes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. like, you know, I don't mind if that gets one like. <laughs> right. Like the comic stuff. Yep.
6: That's where you want the heavy hitters to be.
1: That's where I want the heavy hitters. <laughs> who cares what my kids were for Halloween? <laughs> right. I love yeah, them, but who cares, so, really? Yeah.
6: yeah. So now another project we got to look at, and you've mentioned a few times already, Super Corporate Heroes. That was fantastic. I, I mean, love that book. Yeah, when you see it you okay okay another superheroes with like uh, capes and stuff but it's, the story is just a great idea and you don't see anyone doing that mm. you know working they're working for agencies if you don't have insurance and you're in danger you're screwed, you know? <laughs> You're too bad. <laughs> Sign under, it's on the dotted line here really quick yeah. before you fall off the building.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So well, is, part of the idea, go ahead.
6: No, I was just going to ask uh, if there's going to be any more coming from the Super Corporate oh, yeah. Heroes yeah, universe. Mico's yeah, we working yeah. on I'm, Volume 2. I'm working two. on Volume 2,
3: which actually, how am I going to explain this without saying any spoilers? Uh, volume 2 and 3. All center around the Mr. Winters, yes, because he is the core of the story, and that's all I can.
1: Yeah, we had like we had the story, and as I was, you know, as we were fleshing it out, and I was re- really developing the characters. The bad guy, which is Invisible Hand,
4: mm-hmm. yes, who's,
1: that's his pseudonym. His real name is Bradford Bradshaw Winters. Bradshaw. Yeah, but it'd be good if I knew my own characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he he said he's like my favorite character. So yeah. we're like, why isn't? Let's just make the bad guy the main character. So we go. sort of morphed it, and volume two and three are his backstory because he's very old.
3: You're right. going yeah, back to the 1700s,
1: like super old. Cool. So oh, wow. And so we kind of go back in time, and then we forward it. So by volume four, you're you're caught up yeah. with the superheroes of nowadays. So
3: you get an understanding as to why he's gonna what he's going to do, and the anticipation of
1: so we really what wanted to develop do. the character. And we're like, oh, we can't really fit him in the way we're doing it. Let's just give him a volume. One volume turned into two volumes.
4: Yeah, it, did. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> so
1: we, we have volume two and three are going to deal with him, and then catching people up, and then back to the present in volume four. Yeah. And the art style is going to be totally different because it's sort of a it's sort of a flashback, a past thing. Cool. And so the art style is. More, it's penciled, it's not inked, and it's more artistic. Yeah, it's, it's I, which I've never seen before a comic do that, so we'll see how it works out if people like yeah. it or not. I
3: think we posted some of them on our Yeah, yeah, said, we actually.
1: posted, We, as Miguel does the pages, we post them for people to see. We I saw um, a
5: couple pages on there, did you?
7: Yeah, yeah. some
1: people are not going to like that we jump styles, yeah. but you know, who cares? We're doing it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's our comic label, you can't do We're nothing talking.
6: about it. That's right. <laughs> 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 oh, wow.
3: Yeah. So there is more. It's just, uh, it's coming along. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see that. Do you have any, uh, like a release date in mind or anything like that? Hoping for next year. It
3: Um, will be
1: next year. I'm not sure of the month.
3: Yeah. It's going to be next year for sure. Um, We're working on on another
1: graphic novel, too. That's why we're not sure of the month.
3: Yeah. Because there's another one, (laughs) which we're working with the economist Steve Keen uh, called Crash Boom Pop. And it's basically to, I don't know if you guys know this or not, I don't know if Susie told you or not, it's basically to explain uh, economics for oh, lay people.
7: Oh, yes, I do know about it, yeah. Yeah,
3: and so that kind of got a little delayed, but, you know.
1: When you work with economists, it gets delayed.
3: Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not the common people, it's, it's the economists.
3: It's big, complex ideas being sort of like, Chewed, and then regurgitated <clears throat> into small.
1: Yeah, they're 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 like right. the team that we're with. We're not doing the writing on this one. Yeah. I'm just doing the lettering, light editing, and Miguel's doing the, the yeah. artwork for it. So that that'll be out later on. And they, 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 like, comic people might not know about it, but The Economist is quite well-known. Yeah. And he's one of the people that predicted the crash in 2008, so he gets interviewed a lot about the stuff that they're doing wrong, even now, to try to fix things. And oh, wow. So we're trying to—he's very, he's very good when you talk to him at explaining everything they're doing wrong, and they're doing the opposite of what they should do to help the economy. <laughs> and we're, and, but when he writes it, he writes it overly detailed. Yeah. So we're like, Steve, you gotta, you got to lighten up.
4: Yeah,
1: you, you got to write it the way when we do a, a conversation when we talk on the phone. That's how you have to write it. Yeah, <laughs> like
3: you're trying to explain it to a baby. Yeah, yeah, basically.
4: <laughs> so yeah.
1: So I can understand. He's out really well, and he's he's done interviews for it. And there's a lot of uh, good, but like we had a Kickstarter that went really well, and uh, we had. Um, start join which is another it's uh it's like kickstarter but it's just virtual and that one went really well so now we just gotta get the book done
4: yeah
6: very cool now answer me this when do you uh when do you guys sleep <laughs> <laughs> because all this stuff sleep. going on you guys just seem sleep. like you're
1: always it's busy rated.
3: yes it is
6: you know <laughs> who needs it
1: until you pass out you know
7: Sleep (laughs)
3: deprivation is great for your creativity.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Plus, you have all that crocheting on the website for sale too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I do that when uh, (laughs) when I'm not doing this stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I started it accidentally, and my kids wanted some toys I couldn't find, like Angry Bird stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't, I don't even know how it was. I saw like a tutorial, and then and then YouTube has everything. It's fantastic. And um, yeah, I just started making toys and stuff. And then I started making hats and I sell them at a comic book shop over here. And so I put them on my store too.
7: I love the Batman hat.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
7: Did I see that? Oh, the I cow. Did. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I did a
1: little Catwoman doll I posted yesterday. Well, I haven't actually put it on Facebook, but it's in our store. I just finished her. She has a removable mask.
7: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that one too.
1: <laughs> did you? Oh, you're yeah. awesome.
7: Heck yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. I was like, yeah. man, there's books and then now they're all the crocheting too. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm like it's like I'm like an old lady. I don't know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't never pass. in a million years thought I
1: would sit here and do crochet stuff. And I'm like, damn, because it's yeah. like I like making the toys. We're like, let's make toys of our characters. And so some guy he wants me to do him a Doctor Doom, and it's really fun doing these little oh, wow. guys.
6: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, crocheting is a uh, popular thing. It seems. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's just for old ladies anymore. No,
1: no. <laughs> I don't know. On Facebook, I, I say I'm the Happy Hooker.
4: Oh man I Uh, could uh, have introduced you that way
7: (laughs) 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 The listens would have ended right there They might have bumped up a whole bunch
6: (laughs) Yeah either way up or way down No happy medium there Very cool so do you guys uh, get out to a lot of conventions Like did you go to New York Comic Con
1: no. We we have, but we we sort of we haven't really in the past year and a bit. Yeah, no. we like had to move, and then our kids are in like yeah. a new school, all this kind of stuff. But we definitely oh, want to get yeah. in there again. I actually really like doing conventions.
3: Yeah, me too. Actually, it's 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 so much.
1: Although the New York convention is too expensive.
3: Yeah, oh, it's oh, ridiculous. The tables. You get a
1: table and everything. It's crazy. But um, are, uh, like yeah. the San Diego con, it's for longer. You can so you can maybe yeah. if you're having a good week, you, like make make back your money and stuff for that. On the table? So the, the smaller cons for you know more indies. You can you can make more money on the on the smaller ones, but yeah, we definitely have to hit more of those.
3: Most certainly, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: we're about to, we're about to uh, start, uh, start, start doing cons in the next year here, so we're we're a little nervous. Uh, yeah. Not sure exactly what we're <laughs> going to do yet. Yeah, well, we we are going to be uh, selling some uh, copies of like uh, guest books that we've had on the show yeah. and stuff. We just have to oh, like, get cool. that set cool. up. So we want to <laughs> offer a little bit more too. You know,
3: Isn't anyway, that,
1: it's fun. I think you'll like it. Yeah, it's good to get feedback, and uh, most people are really nice.
6: Yeah, and you'll
3: get the odd odd
6: one, too. Oh, there's no doubt about the it. The yeah. bre- cons are breeding ground for yeah. the uh, for the odd ones. <laughs> I may be one of them and not even know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. I want to thank you guys for being on the show again and uh, tell our listeners you can check out everything Miguel and Susie are up to at SevenRobots.com, robotscom and you guys are on Twitter, right?
1: Yes, yeah. we are. 7robots,
6: Inc. 7robots, Inc. There you go. Thanks so much, guys. And um, let me see. All right. Well, before we wrap this episode up completely, we are going to uh, we're going to play a trailer we made. What was that? Episode twenty five, twenty six, something like that. <sighs> we had uh, we were eagerly awaiting the trailer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtle movie, but uh, all we could find was a a supposed like handwritten script from some guy in the UK who had seen it earlier. Yeah. So we thought we would help our listeners out and uh, reenact the trailer for them (laughs) to the best of our ability. So without further ado, we're going to play that for you right now. We open to a shot in New York City at night. We see quick shots
7: of police cars chasing a lone semi truck cut to black.
2: You must never reveal yourself to the ones outside on the surface.
7: A large, brutish figure running forward on a building rooftop, quickly leaping over an alley.
2: Blackness. For if they are to discover the truth, they will not understand what you are. The
7: figure standing in front of the windshield of a semi and breaks the windshield open.
2: Blackness. They will have fear of you. That is why you must always keep yourself concealed.
7: The semi-truck stops completely. The police cars drive up behind it and stop. The headlights illuminate the open back of the semi, revealing five members of the Foot Clan knocked out cold and hanging from the ceiling. The look on the cop's face basically says, What the crap? We cut back to open on the fourth turtles, shrouded in darkness. We can barely see them, sitting in front of Master Splinter, whose hair is gray instead of brown.
2: (laughs) Do you understand my sons? Yes,
7: Master Splinter. That was Leonardo, by the way. <laughs> April O'Neil looking through the fence at night. We hear a voice ask.
6: Can you tell me what happened here?
7: We cut back to black. We hear her in what looks like the middle of a very dark factory. On the floor with several foot clan soldiers standing over her, rifles in their hand, she replies.
4: Shit went down. <laughs> Something saved me.
7: She looks absolutely terrified. Suddenly, Raphael lands between the Foot Clan soldiers and April and whips out both sides. He gives her the Foot Soldiers a grand in darkness. I want them found. I want them brought to me. We see shots of Mikey and Donatello walking the sewers, Don with his bow staff resting on his shoulder. <laughs> They cannot hide from us. A group of Foot Clan soldiers walk through the sewers with their rifles trained forward. I will exterminate them, every last one. Finally, we see him, the Shredder. He steps out of the shadows and looks forward. He throws his arms downwards and two blades pop out of his wrist armor. And we get our montage here. From what I can remember, we see Raphael chasing what I'm pretty sure is Karai on a rooftop. Will Arnett's character grinning at April inside her office. The turtle van, Baxter Stockman, premutation. Leo dueling foot-shoulders in the middle of some high-tech room. A motorcycle landing on top of a semi-truck in the middle of a snowy forest during the chase. And the turtle's capture from the set video was released back in August. There's more. I just can't remember. Heroes in a half-shell.
6: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Summer. <laughs> All right, everyone. So that was the TMNT trailer. I hope you enjoyed that. We were uh, dead wrong. What's <laughs> up? We were so wrong. Yeah, we were, we were really wrong. But it, <laughs> it was, was still a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs>
1: it was better. Better than I could have
6: ever imagined. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed Jeff, so. Uh, what the crap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You still there, Jeff? I'm still here. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> speak up, buddy. <laughs> All right, before we end the episode, we have a few things we need to announce. First, the winner of the Great Zordon Giveaway on Instagram. We're giving away a uh, autographed Zordon Power Ranger trading card by uh, David Fielding, Zordon himself. And our winner is... Yeah. Scott Hardenbrook uh, On Instagram At Scott Hard I think Yeah
4: <laughs>
5: Scotty <laughs> Hard
6: Maybe maybe think about Changing your name uh, On Instagram Scott <laughs> <laughs> But congratulations Nonetheless To you Sir the, the contest Didn't do quite as well As I hoped So mm-hmm. I think I did Something wrong there But we did have Some entries And yeah. uh yeah, so maybe, uh, when we do another one, hopefully I'll uh, <laughs> I'll learn how to do that a little bit better. <laughs> uh, another big announcement we have for everybody is that uh, Candare starting next week. Yeah, I believe it's going to be posted started next week. We are joining the Wizard World Con Radio Network. We are going to be a Wizard World podcast, so that's very exciting. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh,
3: perhaps-
6: yeah, not much is going to change, I think, on our front. Um, I think when Wizard World Cons come to our area, we're going to start uh, attending those, maybe mm-hmm. doing some uh, convention things. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to be doing yet. It's but, still uh, brand new, so. Very brand new. Yeah, that fresh out of the box smell to it <laughs> still.
4: <laughs>
6: so, uh, yeah, that's exciting. So we'll uh, keep everyone posted on uh, you know what exactly that entails as we go along. And... Um, Before we go really quick, there is one thing I just want to leave all of our listeners with. Uh, We've had a lot of uh, guests on the show in the past, uh, what, two years it's been now. Mm A lot of celeb guests, one of which uh, was just amazing to talk to, Yvonne Craig, who played Batgirl in uh, Batman uh, 66. Uh, We had her on last Christmas, last December. Yes. And I got to talk to her for about an hour and a half. Something like that oh, It was a heck of a lot of fun But uh, was We had asked her about Star Trek And she told A very Funny story About being oh, on set With Leonard Me <laughs> and Moy uh, I thought that since uh, We've lost both of them In the past year It would be, uh, be A good thing to play At the end of the episode mm-hmm. So uh, stick around for that When we're all finished up here Um do you have anything else, Jack? Gone radio. Gone radio! Woo! yes. <laughs> Hurrah, I wish we had poppers and streamers. Yeah, and we could edit them in. There you go. You hear that? The power of it. That was us. <laughs>
4: <laughs> ah!
6: <laughs> what in the world? I love it. I love it. It took me, it took me by surprise for a second. Yeah. What, is that? what are they doing? They're <laughs> oohing and on in perfect harmony. <laughs>
7: yeah.
6: Awesome. All right, so I guess that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy
5: Collie. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Olsen. Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) 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 Miguel stepped all over Jeff.
7: I'm sorry, Jeff. We step on him all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm Susie Diaz.
6: I'm Miguel Guerra and we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say shit for an hour and then bye.
4: <laughs> <laughs> So what
6: was the uh, rest of the cast on that show, on Star Trek, like to work with, like uh, Leonard Nimoy oh, and William
4: Shatner?
0: Leonard Nimoy is one of the funniest men I know. Is he? <laughs> he was- He was wonderful. Um, They had shaved my eyebrows off. You know, it's 5.30 in the morning, and your eyes are closed, and they're making you green, or they're hoping it'll stay, and all of this stuff, and they're putting on your makeup, so you just close your eyes, and there you are. So when I went home at night and saw that they had shaved my eyebrows, so they just had two little tufts, I thought, you know, they they should have blocked it with mortician's wax because they could have done that. I don't have bushy eyebrows. So the next day I'm talking to Steve Einat, who was a friend of mine, and I said to him, I am so angry that they shaved my eyebrows. I said, you know, if if my eyebrows don't go back, I'm going, I'm seriously thinking of suing them. I'm just really angry about this. And so Leonard Saunters over, and he said, Ivan, I couldn't help but overhear what you were saying, and, and just let me reassure you that, you know, before I started this, I went to see a dermatologist. And Because they, they did make his eyebrows shaved. And he right. went to see a dermatologist, and he assured me that anybody who can grow a beard can grow their eyebrows back. And with that, he turned and left. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
6: <laughs> Boy, he's got some nerve,
0: huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wow. So I thought he had a great sense of humor. He really did.
6: That's awesome.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. He, he yeah. seems
6: like he'd be a really nice guy. He
0: he was, and he and he um, he's a wonderful. Uh, he's uh, he writes poetry, and he's a wonderful uh, collector of art. Is he? Um, I've been really fortunate in in not now. I haven't seen his collection, but I do know that he you know supports art and, and has collected, and so too did um, Caesar. Uh, no, uh, Vincent Price, on uh, the Batman.
4: Oh and, wow! Yes. And,
0: yeah, yeah. He had a wonderful art collection and he had studied to i guess had studied to be a fine artist um i know he painted because he and a group of actors used to go on tour and they would go to motels where you know really ugly paintings are and they would overpaint them
4: and oh, then really leave them.
0: yeah <laughs> and <laughs> and he wrote about it one time and said well, I got into this motel and I thought I had my work cut. Co- no, somebody's been here ahead of me and done it. And so, wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's incredible. I, that was, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea.
6: I had no idea he was a art connoisseur. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. His daughter wrote a wonderful biography of him. Really. Yeah, and uh, I just finished reading it, and I mailed it back to the guy that had loaned it to me. It was just terrific. It just told you everything about him from the time he was, you know, from the time he started. Smart. And uh, and he was around a lot. I mean, he was a matinee idol in a movie called Laura. Do you remember that movie? I do no, not. You're you guys are too young. <laughs> 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 no, I barely remember it because it was, you know, it was a long time ago. But um, but he, you know, he was quite nice looking and and uh, a matinee idol.
4: Wow. How yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is Kelly Bill Shipwell speaking to you. I'm giving the cando podcast for this week two wet kisses and... Uh shaking a rear end as
7: we review do. So listen up and listen more. Lose the zero and get with the hero. It's time for us, Dave.
6: If you were a superhero,
2: what one power would you want to have? I'm gonna cheat here, Jeremy. I want to um, I want to okay. be able to fly. And I want to be able to have uh, Spider Man's uh, wrist web shooter. Psh, you know what I mean? You, yeah. You could just fly overhead and shoot down and grab yep. somebody. Well, if somebody had a gun on you. You can just go and mm-hmm. shoot your web, and they're in there. They're trapped. And then I can fly <laughs> off and get the next guy up the next level. Psh, and then that web just. Psh.
6: You know, though, the web was never a superpower he invented that that was just like a bracelet thing he made
2: well then so I get... you could
6: have it you could just have the one power and still have the web suit yes! see <laughs> win-win <laughs> win-win chicken dinner
2: this has been asked dave if you have a question that you would like to ask dave send them to canairpodcast at gmail.com or tweet them to canairpod. thank you bitches
7: find my
6: dad hang on there little jimmy hey it's alpine while you're waiting on your negligent parents to find you why don't you pull out your mobile device and get on com? shoot it may even help him find you well that makes no sense hey
3: what
2: are you doing near my son time to split GI Joe.
1: are you tired
0: of seeing your teen or young adult hamster wheel podcast